Hey guys, welcome back to the Let Them Play podcast. I'm Alec Horn, and joining me, per usual, Patrick Carr and Joey Gustavison. Boys, we've uh, we've had an eventful week, I think we could say, as Raiders fans. Well, not Joey, but... It was just a loss, right? It was entertaining, though. I, I love following <laughs> You know, they, they performed terribly Sunday. That's all we have to talk about, right? Oh, yeah, totally. No, but, uh, you know, first off, Gruden's comments and the emails were not okay. You know, we don't really – I mean, that's pretty obvious, I think. But we're just here to talk about the football part because the Raiders need a new head coach. Yeah, I think the Gruden discussion is done. You know, he's resigned. He's probably never going to be part of the NFL again. Uh, probably not. I mean, I could. I don't think. I don't think anyone will even hire even hire him as a commentator at least for ten, five, ten years, and I doubt it comes back ever, even after that. But you know, the Gruden ship is has sailed in Vegas, and I think it's a good thing for the franchises. You know, he had his handprints over the whole organization, and he controlled every single decision in the organization. And I think it's a healthier relationship without him now. By the way, the whole fifty-one forty-nine Gruden Mayock. First off, that's false. It was hundred zero. Yeah. Well, even that's fifty-one forty-nine is like the same as hundred zero because at the end of the day, Gruden gets the say. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. It's such a. I thought that was such a weird way to put it from Mark Davis and saying now it's Mayock. It's fifty-one, and Asachi of forty. I was like, just let them you know handle. You don't have to put it out there like what the percentages are. Just everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, also, you know, the Raiders hire have a new interim coach, Rich. What's how do you pronounce it? Sachia. He was the special team coach and the yeah. uh, assistant head coach as well. So, yeah, has he been with them for a while. What's that? Has he been with them for a while since Gruden's been there? Yeah, he's been a coach for like 40 years. Yeah, and Mike Mayock it, during his press conference yesterday said. Rich Bisaccia was, you know, the greatest leader of men that he's seen. So, you know, maybe the season's not a total waste. We'll have to see. I, You know, Patrick and I weren't the biggest Gruden fans. We didn't think it was really going to work in the end. So this season was uh, looking up until, you know, all the events that happened. But um, what would you guys say the odds of Rich staying the head coach are? Probably not high. No, I would say super low. I was saying this, like, let's say they go on some improbable playoff run. Like, at this moment, they're yeah. still three and two in the six seed. Let's say, let's say they're doing amazing after. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I think I would be shocked even if they do make the playoffs and let's say they lose first round. I would be shocked if he's still the head coach. I think you have to just start in a new direction. But, you know, if that's the case, they do really well with this team. The whole, the whole team's going to back Rich as the head coach, too. So that's a, tough decision to make. I don't think it would be the right one to keep him as head coach because I think it'd be it's time, like I said, to head in a new direction. But if the result of the result is hard to argue like that with that. Yeah, the Raiders are in a an advantage here when it comes to hiring their new next coach because they have all the rest of this season to look at guys who could, you know, be up there and we're big Brian Dabble fans, the Bills offensive coordinator. I think he'd be a great coach. Great head coach. He's okay. learning from Sean McDermott, too, who's a really good head coach. And, you know, I think Mike Mayock's going to be the GM of the future. So we'll see. I'm not positive about it. Yeah. We'll see. And again, if a new head coach gets hired, they're probably going to bring someone over to be a GM. And I really like Brandon Bean, who's the, the Bills GM. So maybe a guy from 
learning from him could be a really good GM. Not really sure about too many GM candidates at this time. What I th- what I would prefer to happen is that let's say you know they do let Mayock go and they just like I said completely going in a new direction, uh, front office wise and uh, coaching wise. I think it would be smarter to bring in the executives first and the coach first, and I think it should be an executive run personnel office, and then the coaches are just coaching on the sidelines with obviously input. But I don't think the coach should bring over his own GM and control the roster. I think it needs to be the other way around. I think that's how the successful teams work as well as they have their personnel team and the front and the executives running the business side of the sports and the coaching doing the coaching side of the sports. Yeah, I completely agree there, but you know, there's just a lot of what ifs that could happen, especially if Mark Davis is your owner. He's not, he hasn't been the best decision maker. You know, he hired, was Jack Del Rio the first head coach he hired? No, God, no. He had Dennis Allen. Okay, um, that's right. I was going to say, because there's a little gap in my memory. But, yeah, you know, Jack Delaria was a decent hiring. Eh, pretty good. You know, some unforeseen circumstances kind of led to his playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Most successful they've been in a while with Jack yeah. Delaria. But, you know, he's not really doing too hot in Washington right now, so – I saw some Raiders fans that said they would want him back. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm their like, defense is their de- their defense is like one of the worst in the league with a great like roster talent. And Ted Ted Nguyen from the Athletic was writing about it. They have the second most blown coverages in the in the league as well. And that's a defensive coordinator thing. So yeah, and I and I really like Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I hope they can, you know, carry him over with the next staff if that's something that needs to be discussed. But mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of – I would prefer, like, a young up-and-comer, too. Like, I like Joe Brady. I know Panthers fans aren't really happy with him at the moment, but I think he can work out some of his issues. And I also like Nathaniel Hackett as an option, the Packers offensive coordinator. I don't even know how old that dude is, so I don't know if he's technically a young up-and-comer. But, you know, if you bring over Nathaniel Hackett, maybe you could bring over a couple more Green Bay boys, like one Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. That would be ideal. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that's very realistic, but just the possibilities are exciting. Yeah, just one bright spot, though, from the Raiders uh, coaching is Gus Bradley, and that defense has really transformed, you know, from last year to this year, and that's also due to the, the added pa- pass rush they got with uh, Yannick, and Crosby's playing out of his mind, so that's, you know, something positive that has happened so far. Yeah, it's just... There's just a lot of wait and see right now for the Raiders organization. I think, and I think how they perform Sunday will be a tell all for kind of how the rest of the season is going to play out too. You know, if they come out and look like a, a dead team walking, I think we can, the writing on the wall will be there for the rest of the season. But, you know, if they come out and they don't even have to be, you know, perfectly executed execution perfect execution out there but if they're just playing super hard for rich and they're still in the game late and you can see that the efforts efforts there and they're flying to the ball you know they're pushing guys around on the line then i think there's definitely faith for the rest of the season and the goal for this upcoming sunday is just to not look like that dead team walking like i was saying yeah one of my questions uh to you guys is how do you guys think the raiders will perform after you know all that's happened that's, you think it'll affect the, the play? That's a tough question. I think at least, you know, with the first couple of weeks, they won't look as good as they had. But these guys, you know, as a team, they really do 
they're like brothers. They really work well together. They care about each other. You can see it on their social media and on the field when they're always, you know, hyping each other up. So I, I do have faith and this could be end up being a successful season. There's just a lot. And offensively, how do you think uh, that's going to go? Do you think they kind of go with the ghost of John Gruden's game plan or do you think Derek Carr yeah, just runs the show? I think Carr's going to have a lot of uh, free will in this offense with Olsen. Because he knows the whole playbook, right? You know, he knows like the back of his hand and him and Olsen have like five years of experience together too. And he trusts him, obviously. And I mean, something needed to be changed from the last two weeks offensively anyways, because the offense has been extremely dull and they start off terribly. So I think, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying Olsen's like a great offensive coordinator, a great play caller, but, you know, I, I think the trust in, in Carr is 100% there. And I think he's going to have complete control of, of the offense at the line of scrimmage as well. I think this is a big year for Derek because now, you know, his safe people would always say, oh, yeah, Gruden's going to replace Derek. But it just was never the case. You know, if a new head coach comes in and Derek didn't play well, then he's probably not going to be the quarterback. So, you know. Well, and he's extension eligible. His next year, they have it's no dead cap on his contract, so he's also playing for his own money right now, and not just for the Raiders, but with every other team in the league. Yeah, big season for Derek. Mm-hmm. And something that does help him is, you know, previously mentioned, um, just how long he's been with the Raiders, and so that's going to help, you know, with the continuity with all this distraction going on right now. Um, maybe the offense doesn't look terrible because you know cars the one running the show there shouldn't be that much difference week to week yeah this could this could be end up being a good season it's just just a lot of uncertainty still like we were saying yeah i think sunday is going to really show like just the the path for the rest of the season too which is kind of sad that one sunday is going to display that but uh just for this exact scenario it feels like it and you know like mayock really was trying to emphasize at the press conference yesterday was that the team is three and two a game out of, you know, the division lead and in the playoff race right now, like they cannot give up on this season and he's going to, you know, try to improve the roster throughout the season and in, in terms of where there are weaknesses, like at the tackle spot or just on the offensive line in general. And there's a lot of corner injuries. And I think, you know, Mayock, because he doesn't know if he's going to have this job next year either, is going to give it his all to try to improve this roster and make the playoffs. Yeah. And I think, you know, something good about Sunday is that, going into Sunday is that they're playing a division rival. The Broncos and the Raiders hate each other. So they're going to be ready. I think they're, I have a good, you know, I have a good feeling about this Sunday, but you know, being a Raiders fan, maybe having a good feeling is not the right thing. Well, and like something with Mayock, you know, and this coaching staff and just the rest of the executives are still there. Like, they don't give a crap about rebuilding because if they, if they start rebuilding this season, there's a good chance that they're not even going to be in the building next year. Like they're not on, they don't have a rebuilding mindset right now. They want to, they still want to win. So they're just going to do everything they can. It's not like the staff and, you know, the coaching staff and the front office just came together with this team and has a three-year plan down the road. Like this was supposed to be the year to win anyways. And they're not going to give up on that now because their jobs are probably on the line. Yeah. We'll have to, you know, just monitor the situation throughout the year and see what happens. Yeah. It's about it for, I mean, not much else. It was the way it's been the story of the week, but that's really all it is is because of that one situation. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think next we could talk about something 49er fans want to, you know, hear about, about Trey Lance's first start. Yeah. All right. So, you know, overall, I, I did like what I saw. Um, he didn't make that many mistakes. You know, he had that one errant throw that went, that sailed over, uh, I think it was Travis Benjamin, one of his first throws, but that it wasn't a bad read. It was just a missed throw, um, sailed high. Um, but the way that Shanahan used him, I didn't like at all. You know, that's been a recurrent theme the past few weeks is just, just terrible play calling really. And they're kind of using him like Cam Newton would be. And I don't, I don't really like that. And he got hurt. He got hurt because of it. You know, he's out two weeks because of a, a knee sprain. So. Yeah. Luckily they have a bye week so he can rest up a lot this week. And I, you know, I think you covered pretty well about how Trey and Lance performed. I think, you know, besides that errant throw, there weren't too many mistakes and, you know, the play calling was not great for him. I don't know why there were just so many five wide or four wide QB powers for him. Exactly. Yeah, this is a team that likes to run the football. You can, run the, you so. can do it a, a couple of times a game, a few times a game. You're not at the goal line when you just need one or two, but, you know, doing it on second and long, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, this team typically knows how to run the football, and I I think Trey Sermon had, what, nine carries? or not? Uh, he'll, Trey Sermon only had one carry. One carry no, last I game. Think, was it Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell Someone, had yeah. ten. It was, yeah, it was that's like a, terrible for a rookie quarterback. You want to, you know, establish your run game to he get had, I'm pretty some sure play he had more carries than those two combined. He had 16. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of those were, you know, QB scramble on right. pass plays, but there were just like too many design. Yeah. Too many design runs for your quarterback. Yeah. I, I, went back, I went back and looked at it. It was like 12, 12 uh, called quarterback scrambles, and most of them were between the tackle. And that's not something you want your future yeah. franchise quarterback is they, to be really beating doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, on that goal line play where he, he got stopped at the one on fourth and goal. I mean, he got hit hard and, he, and you got to respect the effort trying to get it, but it's definitely not something you want to see your quarterback taking those kind of hits every week. Oh, yeah. That certain play, you know, he did get banged, but um, that was a, uh, you know, it was a good effort. There's nothing really wrong with the play per se. No, like, no. Uh, it was a really you know, good like, defensive play too. Yeah, just crazy by uh, Simmons who actually got hurt on that play. But um, that was just, yeah, just a bang bang play right there. Um, but yeah, it's just the play calling really needs to get better. They need to establish the run, um, give more carries to Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell. That's what they, their whole offensive identity the past few years is running the ball. And I have no idea why they haven't been able to do that this year. I have no idea why Kyle is so like prevalent on getting putting Sermon in the doghouse. I mean, he, you know, he traded up for him. Yeah, he traded up for Sermon in the third round. And the two games where he's actually given him work was because they had absolutely zero other running backs. Like he had to give him work. And even on the Packers one, Juszczyk got six carries and just as many snaps. And, you know, then Elijah finally comes back and Sermon gets one carry. Like, I don't, why are you going to trade up for him in the third round if, and then, not even utilize him or his talents or try to figure out what he's, what he's how he's going to help your offense too. Yeah. Just a theme with this team. It just feels like there's so much wasted talent um, as far as Sermon not playing very much, got one carry, Ayuk getting targeted maybe twice a game. He's a very talented uh, receiver and they have Sunu and Travis Benjamin playing over him. 
playing more snaps. It doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. He had a great year last year. Um, and whenever he does get targeted, he catches the ball, and it's always a really good – like, whenever you see him play, like, he makes plays. So I don't know why he's not getting any targets. Yeah, the Benjamin snaps over Ayuk are inexcusable. Those should never happen, ever. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trayvon Diggs has almost as many catches as Ayuk this year, and one of them plays defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, – and then also, you know, they're probably going to start Jimmy Garoppolo the next week. I just don't see the point in it as far as wasted talent, you know, just get your your quarterback. They're not a Super Bowl contender this year. So mm-hmm. um, I don't really see the point in, you know, forcing Jimmy out there instead of trying to develop the rookie quarterback that you traded up for. Um, obviously, he might still be hurt by the time game time comes, but still, like – I don't if know. It, if I don't he's know. healthy to go, yeah, right if now. both quarterbacks are healthy and good to go, and he starts Jimmy over Lance. He's going to, yeah. He's going yeah, to. That's a major issue. And that's that Sunday night game, too, which the uh, NBC didn't flex the – it was Niners-Colts and then the option to flex that one, too, and they haven't flexed it. They're not going to, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're being pretty stubborn with flexing games this year. We got Seahawks. Geno Smith versus Big Ben on Sunday night when they could have done, what was it, Cardinals-Browns? Cardinals-Browns or Chargers-Ravens, one of those two. <laughs> those games well, those are going to be amazing. They have the capability to opt to flex two games between weeks five and ten, and it's back-to-back weeks they had the option to, and they passed up both of them. And it's like two games I'm not necessarily excited to watch, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, overall, you know, with – the how how the 49ers offense and just the, the defense has been playing out of the, like they've been playing really good keeping them in uh, games Ryan's yeah looks just like um solid like they it looks like he's developed him into a great defensive coordinator um he contained kyler for like two rushes for like four yards or something and that's insane i don't remember the last time offense up until then and they could they could Barely get any big plays going, too. They went toe to toe with them. Yeah. yeah. So well, the Cardinals, I mean, not Cardinals, the Niners defense has been keeping them in the game the last two weeks. That's for sure. Like, give it, he's, they're giving the Niners a chance to win. And they're, you know, both against the Cardinals and the Pack and the Seahawks and even the Packers. So because of the sec- defense in the second half of that Packers game, they had shots to win the game. Yeah. Other than the game winning drive. Yeah. Um, but that was just – there's a couple of mistakes that I saw, you know, just not being ready during the play. So that's kind of, an, you know, an outlier. And, yeah, uh, and Rodgers and Devontae Magic too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so as far as, like, going on in the future, I just want to see better play calling, and I want Lions to eventually start because I don't see, you know, them being a contender with Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought, yeah, that's – I've seen on Twitter the comparison of them to the Warriors last year where they were trying to be good and develop at the same time. And it's just is like a really hard process, you know, having a win now team or really good players and trying to develop like your key assets at the same time. And it's just is probably smarter to go one route instead of trying to do both at the same time. And you may not do both do both very well. And that's an issue. Yeah, I think they're trying to keep fans involved or, like, you know, excited for the year because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the, the starter and they're going to run it back to 2019 or whatever. Um, I guess that was the vision, but, you know, that that's, just doesn't sound like it's going to work. The, wasn't that the saying that the team created last year, too? It was, like, revenge tour or whatever? It was revenge tour, yeah. Yeah. 
That's because they, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, they did have all those injuries, but, you know, that term going back now doesn't look very good. (laughs) Well, like, even if, even at this point, Jimmy is, or Trey is not a developed quarter, but I still think he gives Mm -hmm. the Niners a better chance to win than Jimmy at this point. Or it's very close. Or it's very close. Like 80% of the total yards from the offense, running the ball, passing the ball. Um, you know, that's just something positive to see. You know, you can carry the workload. Well, um, the Obviously, you want to help him out a little bit more. And I saw in the three and a half games that Jimmy was the quarterback of, they didn't even get to five yards per play. And then with Trey, they're at least at six. Yeah. Which is much better. And he did very good uh, avoiding pressure. You know, there's mm-hmm. pressure coming off the right side, interior. And he was able to step up in the pocket, you know, scramble a couple of times and, you know, make a – Make something out of nothing, which is what you want to see out of a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Shanahan, just add some read options to your playbook, man. Yeah. Play, play, uh, yeah. Play action, read option, um, jet sweeps. What, what we saw from 2020, 2019 when you had freaking Nick Mullins playing. Like, I don't know why you can't, I don't know. Why, why can't that carry over into this offense? It feels like he just wants to be right about having Jimmy start. I don't know. It's I, either, yeah, I just I just don't understand why the play calling is worse than it was. No one's I feel like no one can try to understand that man. What do you I, what do you think of the Grant Cohn theory? You know, uh Grant Cohn, I saw he theorized in one of his periscopes or whatever he does, is he like legitimately thinks that Kyle wanted Mac Jones and it was a ownership front office like ruling his hand saying you can't take Kyle. Mac Jones at three, you have to take Lance. And now Kyle's like kind of pissed off. He has Lance and is closing the playbook a little. Um, I don't really know. I, I, I don't know what I'd put that percentage of that being, you know, realistic. I don't, yeah. I haven't seen any signs of that to be really true, you know, otherwise, other than the offense being not very good. Mm-hmm. So it's either, you know, he's trying to adjust and make the offense more simple because people are figuring him out on the jet sweeps and, all that motion and stuff. No, (laughs) I don't think so. Or he's just mailing it in and he's just like not trying, which might be true. And otherwise, if that's true, that he needs to go. If that's what it is to go. I don't know. I just need to see some, some progress in that, in that front. Mm -hmm. All right, boys, I have a game for you. Okay. Uh, I came up with this title because of an app that used to be around in like 2014 or something. This game's called Hot or Not. I knew it was going to be that. I knew it was was on that way too much. I was on that way too much. So I'm going to ask you guys about like three coaches. I know it's early, but, you know, we like to have fun here. And I'm going to ask you if you think the seat should be hot or not. Okay. Pretty okay. simple concept. You guys yeah, following? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The first one, Brian Flores. Not. Hot. Yeah, I'm gonna go like just a little. Sizzling. A little. I'm more. going with no yeah. because their general manager might have made the biggest mistake of this century, passing on Justin Herbert for two attack of Iola. The Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky. I think. <laughs> 
that one <laughs> might be this one might be, I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah, that's and just yeah. Sometimes I, the person that that should have the most blame, you know, as far as head coach, GM, owner, like it goes on the other person. So it could be just. I think this team has been extremely disappointing so far, I'll lie. But Tua, I mean, has not been able to stay in the field. And he also just doesn't look good. I mean, he had the team last year at 10 and 6, and no one thought that everyone thought last year was going to be part two of the rebuild. I think this yeah. year has been a major disappointment, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm still in on Brian Flores. Oh, I am too. I just think, you know, he's got to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, this season, probably not. Next season, we, you want to see some more wins and Tua to develop and yeah. play well. Like yeah, there was six and three last year. Because how, how many more weeks is Tua out? I think he might be playing this week. I think he returned to practice this week. I don't know if he's playing. Oh, okay. Okay. So this week or next week, most likely. Okay, so they have some time to you know show something. Yeah. Yeah, I just think you know is he a little warm? If you know they keep struggling. Maybe he'll be a surprise firing, but you know, I just think because of the underperforming, this would be an interesting one. Yeah. I think they've really screwed up their draft picks, the all the first rounders they've had recently. And yeah. I mean, what was the one two years ago? I don't know how to say his last name. Noah, like he, he, he but not good. Hey, something I hated that pick when it happened. And I mean, then they went out. He's he's a corner and they went out and signed, you know, Byron. He was a wide receiver transferred or transitioned. Trans- yeah, transitioned to a corner. And then they have the most expensive secondary now, and he's not really playing. I didn't like the Christian Wilkins pick when it happened. I mean, he's not a bad player. He's kind of like Cleveland Farrell, but his ceiling is just extremely limited. And he'll, he's a good culture locker and guy that's solid. That's it is kind of hard to hit on those first round draft picks, especially in the back end, but yeah. To want like to have that many chances and still get them mostly yeah, wrong. Exactly. You don't want to see that. And I didn't like the Waddle pick. Even though Waddle looks like a good player, I would have gone, you know, offensive line or would have gone tackle all day. I mean, Slater looks like a stud. Sewell looks solid and made a chance at both of them. And their offensive line is the worst in the league right now. Slater looks dominant. Yeah. Yeah, you have an injury prone quarterback. You gotta protect him. Yep. And they already had, they had enough weapons. Yeah, they signed Will Fuller before they made that draft. And then Devontae like, Parker was a good receiver. Devontae yeah. Parker, Preston Fourth Williams. running back – or their fourth wide receiver is Preston Williams. I mean, you know, he's not amazing, but he's Lynn a solid Golden. receiver. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, Brian, pick it up. We're fans. Most of us are. I don't know how Joey feels about him, but – Neutral. Yeah. Next up, Mike Zimmer. Uh, Hot by his own doing. I think he wants to leave. I think he does. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think his seat's pretty toasty. Yeah. I wouldn't give up on them this season, though, because their offense is actually really, really good. You know, their only bad offensive game was against the Lions this past week, but the other four games they've moved the ball extremely well. But he's also in charge of the defense, and the defense is a sieve, so. Oh, yeah, the d- defense is a mess. I mean, you give up all those points to the Cardinals a couple weeks ago, which, you know, that's fair. Yeah. They should have won that game. They should be three and two. I mean, their kicker literally should be three harder. But then I guess the kicker made the 55 yarder, so it all evens out in the end, anyways. Yeah, their defense is actually pretty pretty good the last two weeks. You could also argue that they should be two and three still because of the, or if they beat the Cardinals, they could beat the Lions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Lions. How many more years does Kirk Cousins have? Well, they extended him, so I think like yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, not a fan. Of he's been extension. he's been good this year though. Well, uh, I, I don't think Kirk's the issue. That's for sure. Oh man, this next few games for the Vikings is bad. They play the Panthers, who are you know pretty decent. Still, a defense is really matchup. good. Then they play the Cowboys. Then they play the Ravens. Then they play the Chargers, and then they play the Packers. That's tough. Uh, that might be yeah. five straight losses. Yeah. So, you know, if Mike Zimmer wants to go out. <laughs> Here's your chance, Mike. Yeah. All right, last one. I think this is going to be a pretty easy one. Joe Judge, New York Giants. Oh, I think it should be hot. Volcano hot. I don't think he's getting fired, though. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I think it should be volcano hot, though. I was there was a New York Giants football insider went on a podcast, listened to in the offseason, and they. We're talking about Joe Judge, and they said they're going to give Joe Judge like a five, six-year leash probably because they want him to be able to build this team. Yeah, and, someone yeah, someone needs to be the fall guy, and it should be David Gettleman, first of all, because he just yeah. does a terrible job. To be it, fair, that Daniel Jones' pick wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. He, you know, he looks solid. The turnovers are else. still everything else. The bad, the honestly, still the bad pick is Saquon mm-hmm. too. I agree. That is one of yeah. the worst picks, even though he's an amazing talent, but it's a running back at two in a generational quarterback class. Yeah, and at the same time, they didn't really do anything to help Daniel Jones and Saquon. So it's like, how are you going to move the ball? And they have Jason Garrett. So that's a big yeah, issue. Terrible. And that, that is Judge's fault for bringing on Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think we can see. I mean, I think Jason Garrett or Dave Gettleman is probably going to be the fall guy. I think Joe Judge is pretty protected, like you said, but mm-hmm. I don't think he does a good enough job as the head coach. No, I think, yeah. I don't, the way he runs, he talks about running his practices and, you know, when there was a bunch of fights in the um, offseason and he just would make him run laps. They had a player retire and then he gets all, he's super conservative on Sundays. I'm not, I'm not a big Judge fan, that's for sure. I think they had multiple players retire. Right? I think they did, yeah. I don't that's, know who they were, but that's a red flag. If you get one, I that's a know, sign right there. Maybe he just didn't want to play football, but if you get multiple guys retiring before hitting the field, it's crazy. Yeah. If they can figure out the O line, it could be solid, but that's that's a big if. Mm-hmm. That's a huge if. Mm-hmm. Andrew Thomas has played really well, though. He looked awful in the preseason, but he's actually been handling his business, which is good for him. Mm-hmm. That team might be the least interesting team in the league with Glennon and Saquon out. I have nothing, no desire to watch them play. With Mike Glennon out? With Mike Glennon as quarterback <laughs> and Saquon out. Daniel yeah, no, I totally feel <laughs> you. That's just – congrats on the high pick, I guess. Kayvon Thibodeau might look good in those colors. Mm, I think – Why not? I don't think the judge is going to stay with Daniel Jones. I think they actually like Daniel Jones. I think we'll they're saying. I feel like it depends on. I think it depends. He's playing well this year. No, he's been good this year. But I, what I, what the insider was saying was that they want Judge to be able to get his own quarterback. Oh boy. Yeah. And when 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 was Jones shot? No, this is his third year, huh? Mm-hmm. So well, we'll know this offseason when they when they pick up his option or not. He's better than Dwayne Haskins. Oh boy. Yes, he is. Well, who was that quarterback class? It was oh Kyler, then Daniel Jones, then Haskins. Okay. All around. Yeah, just Kyler. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Drew Locke was the first pick in the second round. Was the first quarterback in the second round. So. At least it's okay. not. High school wasn't the first. Oh, was that Jordan Love too? No, it wasn't Jordan Love. No, no. Jordan Love was the COVID draft. 2020. Yeah, the COVID draft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of some young quarterbacks, let's talk about how exciting the young quarterbacks have been, in, especially the AFC. You got Lamar, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Mahomes. You know, he doesn't look as good as he's been, but it's still Mahomes at the end of the day. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott's like 27, 28, but that's, you know, he probably still has a good amount of years left in him. It's just fun, man. You know, the league's in good hands. Herbert's so good. He He might be – I mean, he's a legit MVP candidate right now. That's for yeah. Sure. I think my candidate right now is Lamar, just because I've seen him do so many things. Can you throw yeah. for four hundred forty yards last game? He, yeah, yeah, it was his career high. It was his first game over four hundred too. That's insane. Yeah, yeah he's but only can run and throw for that many yards. That's something special. Yeah, Lamar, so Lamar's had. Four career, I think it's four career, three hundred yard passing games now, which you know that doesn't really say much about him because he's a he's like the first, well, him and Michael Vick are like the first ever totally yards quarterbacks. So I feel like, yeah, but yeah, no, just crazy talent for the young quarterbacks. I think Kyler, as long as he picks it up from last game, was probably going to win the MVP yeah. because you know the records there. But I think. Herbert's right there as well, like Patrick said. I think Dak's there too. I mean, I I think the Cowboys might go like twelve and five this year. No yeah. one really projected them to need that many wins. No, their offense is, I mean, as good as expected, but the defense, the defense has looked better than thought. Yeah, the defense true. is like legit solid now, and that is turning them into a a, a really good team. And I mean, I think they're, they're going to kill the Patriots this weekend. Yeah, this is an exciting, you know, just quarterback young quarterback this is just an exciting quarterback year in general i feel because aaron Rodgers and tom brady are still amazing and then you have all these young guys and then you can still get a look at all these rookies because there's a bunch of rookies that are actually starting now they're yeah, yeah that's true all of them just or all of them started this yeah yeah all the first rounders matt nagy's final and davis mills matt nagy finally you know, gave okay the, gave on. the course to <laughs> Gave the torch to Fields for the rest of the season, which is good. And, you know, I thought he was okay against the Raiders. The Raiders have, had, have been really good against the passing game in general so far this year. Run defense has been a major issue. But, I mean, the offense is just so much more competent with him rather than Andy Dalton. No one's scared of Andy Dalton. Yeah, just, you know, I think Fields feels more secure now because I feel like when he was out there, when he did, wasn't sure if he was the backup or not, he was just trying to do too much. Because he feel like he, he feels like he had to make a play to prove that he was the guy, which we all kind of know he is. Mm-hmm. Well, and we know the starter, the start he had against the Browns, Nagy called plays and had the offense game plan for Andy Dalton, and then Bill Lazor took over. <laughs> it's been much better the last two weeks. Yeah, that might save Matt Nagy's job yet again. I know. For all, I'm not. I don't think Matt Nagy's necessarily smart, but. No, he's two not. years are you know division uh divisional championship eight and eight or nine and seven and then wild card game again so I got to give him some props he yeah does. yeah he does deserve props he's done a good job yeah. they they went in the last year was the year they made the playoffs at eight and eight 
Oh, but it was yeah. eight and eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, still, you know, you made the, made playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah. And it's not like they they got smoked by the Saints either. I mean, they stayed in it. They were a competitive playoff team against them. Yeah. And they had the MVP. I mean. <sighs> Nickelodeon's most valuable player. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw an interview. Josh Allen was talking about – Josh Allen had an interview with one of the Nickelodeon uh, people. And uh, he said that Trubisky keeps the MVP in his locker case or oh locker room. My. God, that's and like has like a little thing around it, and he doesn't he doesn't let anybody touch it. That's so funny. Did you that's see all the players were given were like applauding uh, Mitch Trubisky because he was the one that played Mahomes in the practice, like he was the scout team Mahomes, mm-hmm. and they're all like, oh, yeah, "That's cool, that's super cool." It is, yeah. And they're all like, "Mitch prepared us so well for this." I'm like, look at Trubisky, man. Yeah, it's cool to see you know Trubisky faced an unbelievable amount of slander, which you know some of it he deserved. Some uh, of it I think was, it was mostly deserved. He sucked. Yeah. Some of it was Matt Nagy as well, just not being yeah. a good coach. But you know, if you're going to be a backup quarterback, you got to help the team in some way, and he did it this Sunday. And you know, I think he's if Josh Allen ever gets hurt, he could actually do a decent job. We saw him in the preseason do a decent job against the Bears too. He destroyed the Bears in the preseason. Yeah, he did. Yeah, in Trubisky's defense, you know, we we saw. Uh, Fields did with Nagy, and it wasn't great, you know, as a calm play. So, you know, maybe not not a lot of the blame is on Trubisky, but, you know, he's not franchise quarterback or anything. But I mean, yeah, the Bears are three and two now, too, and their uh, their defense is really good. I mean, they've got a, excuse me, a chance to keep it moving, that's for sure. I don't think we have much to talk about in other sports except baseball oh. coming up. We have a new night. Yeah, yeah. We can, let's talk about the Giants and the Dodgers series because that has been, you know, kind of weird. The four <laughs> games have been the most watched games of, all, of the playoffs so far. Yeah, and I bet yeah. you topples everything tonight. Let's hope it's not windy, so there's no excuses. <laughs> I read uh, weather in San Francisco is like 63, sunny, no wind at the start of first pitch. Well, that's just beautiful. It is. That's that's like nice in San Francisco this time too. It usually is. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm very stressed. Very stressed about this game. Yeah, the Giants got to get the bats going. That's for sure. They really do. They really do. The one hope that they do have is Logan Webb pitching. They have good starting pitchers to come in for relief like Gosman, but they can't expect to shut out the the Dodgers and win. Yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah. Go even with some of the injuries, the Dodgers are still absolutely loaded in their lineup. And, you know, I am, I am the baseball expert here, so. <laughs> the first game, they put up four runs off three home runs, and then since then it's been 2-1-2, two, two, and that just is not a formula for – You're not going to be the Dodgers that way. That, that is not a, a winning formula at all, and especially against a loaded offense like the Dodgers. And, you know, there's a lot of championship blood in uh, the Giants locker room with three of the core players like Belt, Crawford, and Posey still there. Belt and Austin, Chris Bryant. Well, yeah, but not as, can, yeah, not as a uh, member of the Giants. Yeah. So, I mean, they just they need to. Yeah, I mean, I think tonight's going to be one of those weird, tight two to one games the whole way. Very I defensive. I think it's yeah, going to be very. I don't defensive. think it's going to be like the gate. The floodgates are going to open at all. I think it's going to be one of those. Extra, well, tight. if it's in the Giants' favor, I'd love that. Yeah, some stress off. Everyone, well, you know, everyone will feel their sphincter tightening up early. I'll say. No, don't repeat that. <laughs> not again. 
<laughs> Even the sports books don't know who's going to win this game. Exactly. Guys, like some have it's that's it's the weirdest thing. Some of the Giants is a favorite. Some of the Giants is an underdog. DraftKings, like I was talking about earlier, is Giants is a one and a half run underdog, but is also a favorite on the money line. I don't even know that's almost legal, but it's just as well how it's working. And the Dodgers did make a pitching change. Um, instead of Urias pitching, it's going to be how do you say his name? Corey Knebel. Knebel. Yeah. And he is a relief pitcher, so maybe that is you know something. That could be good. Yeah, you know, think, he's yeah. not known to be better than uh, Urias, but they I did. Think we see, I think we see yours for probably four innings still. I bet yeah, go like in. two innings and then yours, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I mean, they're uh, every each Kepler and Roberts is going to be putting their dogs out there. They're not going to be putting on pulling back or the yeah relief pitchers. It's going to be Webb starters. Gausman and Duvall is probably what the Giants want to do. They they only want to use those three pitchers today. If Rogers comes in, I'm going to be <laughs> spotting my nails. That's for sure. McGee's the one that terrifies me, especially yeah. coming off back back from injury. He has not been that good. Not not saying that Rogers has been bad or anything, but you know when they do hit the ball, it's really high and really far, and usually it's a flyout, but it just looks scary to me. Yeah. Just because trajectory, be, it's just going to be a slow torture baseball game. I'll tell you that much. I mean, Giants fans are used to that, so. Buster Posey is uh, someone from the Athletic wrote an article today. Buster Posey, or the Giants are ten and one in elimination games with Buster Posey behind the plate. That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, but that you know that's it for him. It'll be time. It's exciting. Yeah, my my friend Mike is going to the game. I was thinking about it. Um, I'm I'm not going to go. I got to be way too mad if they lost to. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like for, I'm literally just gonna be sitting by myself in the living room watching this game. I don't like to be with places watching. This I don't game. mind being in public. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna go to Sammy G's and watch it there. Hey, on the outside patio. Yeah, and you don't have to pay 200 bucks for that though. So no, <laughs> I just I don't know. I just wouldn't go to teams where or games where my team is facing elimination. Unless you know, of course, it's an NFL playoff game, one game playoff. So. Super Bowl. It's just, oh man, I do not trust my team no matter what. Oh, if I if my team was in the Super Bowl, I would be in a dark room by myself. I would not. <laughs> I, would, I would have like, you know, maybe a couple delivery food deliveries here and there, but nothing. I wouldn't even go to a Super Bowl party. No way. Yeah, I'd be in like Alaska or something. Yeah, I think I've watched probably ninety seven percent of the Warriors playoff games like by myself, sitting on on my ottoman in the living room. Just, yeah, it's just stressful. Man. Yeah, it is stressful. And then you'll see like a fan of the other team, you know, like just like so ecstatic, like ecstatic that they won. You're like, screw you, you know. <laughs> Yell obscenities at the TV by myself. Jealous. Yeah. So we got, that, we got basketball starting next week. We yeah, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a podcast. Uh, yes, yeah, NBA preview podcast, East West review, definitely. We're not gonna have exact records because we're not psychos. Oh but... God, no, God, no. <laughs> maybe some over under, some yeah. seed predictions. You know, maybe some award predictions. Finals picks. Finals picks. We're gonna have here on let them play. I have, I have all that. I'm ready. I'm ready to go on that. I've been, I'm hyped for basketball. Usually around this time is when my football team season is already in the tank, so I'm like excited for basketball. It looks like we're looking that way. Oh, good, uh, good timing. Yeah, good thanks. Job. 
Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's been a yearly tradition for about 10 years now. So, and now that the Warriors yeah. are able to follow suit, I'm back. Yeah, and expect that, you know, Monday, Monday, I edit the podcast and Monday is my busy day, but I should have time for it. But expect it Tuesday before the games start. Yeah, just that latest. Warriors, Lakers next Thursday. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Oh, we had a man. Never mind. We'll talk about that next time. Just what what was it? No, I was going to talk about the lost episode of this podcast. Oh, from the off season one, huh? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little more. Yeah, I'll give off my Russell there. Westbrook takes then. We're good. Yeah, well, I can't wait. I don't think I'll be too far off. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Go, Go Giants. Some. Beat LA. Yep. Have fun watching baseball and football on a Thursday night and then go watch some Arkansas football. Hey, go hard. <laughs>